This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Daniel Williams, your host of Leadership Lessons, and this is a podcast to help encourage and equip you to follow Jesus and to serve His bride, the church. I realize that one way to be encouraged is by actually knowing what to do. And so often as young leaders, we don't know what to do. We haven't gained the wisdom or experience and insight to simply do the things that God has called us to do. And so we need mentors, we need coaches, we need people to pour into us. And that's exactly what I want to do to you with our time together, to be able to pour into you and to encourage you through also equipping you for just practical help that sometimes leaders, we can just pass on these simple tools and tips to to actually equip you to do the things God's called you to do. And so in this podcast, I want to give you good content uh, of things that you can actually uh, implement in your ministry, things that God has taught me and taught my friends to be able to pass that on to you. And I love that. I love that I don't have to do it all my own, but I have amazing godly people in my life that I can actually pass on their experience, their wisdom, onto you. And so I've tried to capture all of this on film. Now, some of you may not know this, but I'm actually video recording all of this as well. Uh, That's why if you see the video, my eyes are always looking down on my iPad. Uh, Most of you are probably just driving, working out, running errands, um, and that's okay. I remember growing a lot listening to podcasts, and that's why I thought it'd be a good idea to just capture this content um, so that way to help you grow in your leadership. Um, but we're doing this all, I'm capturing this all on film and video because I want to remind you, you can get all of the film, the video, the interviews, the, the one piece of advice videos, all on www.eeleaders.com. You could find show notes there, watch the full videos, or re-listen to uh, the things that we're talking about. Maybe not as a full episode, but just that one uh, lesson that you loved or interview that you love. And um, you could pass that on to friends. It's all free there. And you could just see um, all that content on the website. I try to give you great content on that website as well. Resources for you to grow. Another resource that we have on that website is a blog. Just simple thoughts that I write out, principles from God's Word on leadership. And once a month, I recommend a book to you uh, to give you a taste. I give you quotes on that blog. And so um, I believe that leaders are readers, and I want to recommend great content and books to you as well. And so every month, I give you a book of the month for you to consider reading and just grow in your leadership. If the topics seem interesting to you, you may want to just check out these books. And this month's recommendation is H3 Leadership by Brad Lominick. The H3 stands for Humble, Hungry, and Hustle. And man, he was the leader uh, and uh, of Catalyst Conference for so many years, was around tons of great leaders and leadership of Andy Stanley and just connected uh, to so many godly leaders in the body of Christ. Now, that's one thing I love about this book. It's There's so many not only great quotes from Brad, but also from all these other leaders that are very um, experienced and full of wisdom. And So here's a few quotes from his book that I just wanted to share with you real quick before we get into today's uh, lesson about meetings. Um, he says, Character is like oxygen. It is something we often don't think about until it's depleted. 
He goes on and says, leaders imagine a different future and change the order of things, regardless of title or position. Here's one I'm trying to implement. Done is better than perfect. Hopefully you know now that I'm growing and learning in this podcast, filmmaking, editing, all this different stuff as well. And, and I love that. Uh, it's easier to steer a moving bus than a parked one. And done is better than perfect. We want to get things done as leaders. Uh, culture building is too important to gele- delegate. I love that. As a leader, we need to not delegate our culture building. We need to actually implement and invest in people's lives and take on that responsibility. Here's another quote. Effective leaders lead themselves first. They lead themselves first, sort of like last episode, talking about the importance of planning your schedule. Because many people will try to to lead you, but you have to lead yourself first before you lead others. Uh, And this last one I think is great. Ask those around you how you can get better. Ask those around you how you can get better. I hope that you see and start to see the value of learning from other people. Uh, Not just learning from me, but all these great men that are pouring into us in this community of Leadership Lessons podcast. This is something that I try to implement of having a humble heart and just learning from guys, asking questions. And on today's episode, it came out of that learning uh, spirit. Just sitting down with someone that I wanted, that I really respected and wanted to meet and um, have a relationship with, but his time's very valuable. Uh, It's Pastor Steve Wright from Family Church. He's the executive pastor there, and he's very, very busy. And so I've learned, and I learned, I don't know, I think maybe from John Maxwell, Basically, when you have someone that you want to get mentored by, you go and try to schedule a meeting and ask them as many questions as possible and just listen. And so I was in this meeting with Steve, and he is so gracious to actually know my name, to send me text, and uh, to give me time. I know his time is valuable, but he just pours into young men and, and leaders in our community. And, and so I had my notebook out, and I was just asking him questions. And family churches is sort of known for their meetings. They're very busy. They're multiple campuses. God is doing such a great work in uh, their church and that movement. Um, that they have to actually align the vision up a lot because there's many pastors and many people on staff. And so he's he's really spearheading to get things done and, and doing it through meetings. And so I asked him a question about meetings and what you're about to hear this lesson came from one simple ask. How do you run a meeting? How, how are they effective? And he gave me sort of some tips and tools. And I knew as soon as I was just scribbling all these notes down as we were talking, I knew that he uh, needed to share this with our community, needed to share this with other guys, because it's so important to know uh, how to run an effective and fruitful meeting. And so Steve Wright often hosts uh, his own podcast. It's called Church for the Rest of Us. I recommend you check it out. It's uh, with Pastor Jimmy Scroggins as well. And um, Family Churches is doing an amazing thing, uh, being able to get vision from Jesus and practically, by the power of the Holy Spirit, implement that to see lives change and make disciples. And so I know you're going to really learn a lot of wisdom from this guest lesson from Pastor Steve on how to run a meeting. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Steve Wright, and I'm the executive pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you for listening to Leadership Lessons for Church Leaders and my good friend uh, Daniel Williams, who is a church planner in Delray, uh, leads this podcast, and he asked me to be on the show today to talk to you about meetings. And uh, meetings is really a uh, fun topic here at Family Church because we talk about meetings and we're in meetings. We're actually relentless about meetings. 
And uh, I, I would say that probably uh, working here at Family Church, if anyone ever had the desire, but they absolutely despised uh, going to meetings, this probably would not be a great place for them to work because we, we actually do uh, meet uh, a lot. We actually have a philosophy of meetings here at our church that is very robust and strong because we believe that that's how you move vision forward. And so meetings for us are really the traction of how vision is set. And one of the things that we're trying to do here in South Florida is we want every person, uh, every resident to have repeated opportunities to hear and to respond to the gospel. And so we know from the Bible, uh, Acts 19.10, when Paul finally was able to go to um, Asia on his third missionary journey, it says that they continued in this for two years, which was the preaching of the gospel, and that every resident, both Greek and Jew, uh, heard the gospel. And that's really an amazing thing because history tells us that there were probably 12 to 15 million people that lived in that region during that time. And so because uh, we have an enormous vision, there are uh, 7 million residents here in what we call the Miami Metroplex, which is uh, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach County. Uh, there are 7 million people, that, residents that live here that are that le legally live here. And so we know that there's probably one or two more, maybe a couple of million more uh, people who live here illegally. But all of these men and women, whether they're here uh, legally or illegally, they have souls that are eternal, and we want them to hear the gospel. And so we do not think that with a God-sized vision uh, like that, that we can be lazy or haphazard. And so we are passionate uh, about this vision, and we're passionate about planting 100 churches uh, here in South Florida. We actually believe that we need to plant thousands of churches, but I'll save that story for another day. Um, one of the things that um, Daniel asked me uh, a couple of weeks ago when we met, he's like, Pastor Steve, you guys have all of these things going and family churches, one of the fastest growing churches in the U.S. I want to talk to you about your meetings and who you meet with and what you try to accomplish in your meetings. So I just basically went through five things that I'm going to share with you um, now. And uh, hopefully as you're having meetings, uh, this will help you. One of the things, I've been doing church ministry for uh, close to 30 years, and one of the things that I've realized about a lot of church staffs and a lot of pastors is they struggle with this, and a lot of church leaders, they really have a hard time understanding what it is that they want to accomplish in meetings. And so what actually happens in those contexts is they actually um, have what they call meetings, but really what I would call them are, are conversations. And so really what we want to do, because you and I have been asked as church leaders and as pastors uh, to, to um, steward our time well and to steward the activity of God in our church and the responsibility and the vision of that is so important that we, re we really want to be effective in the meetings that we have. And so there, there's five things that I try to do in, in all of my meetings. And uh, I just kind of want to walk you through those uh, and I hope that it, I hope that it'll help you today. Uh, the, the first thing that I do in every one of my meetings uh, is prayer. Uh, so here, here's, here's five things that we do. We, we uh, pray together. Secondly, we uh, tell stories uh, together. Third thing that we do is we go over past agenda items. And then we look at the next uh, week 
to month to three months and really that could go on out to six months to a year but we we look at what's on the horizon and then the fifth thing that we do is we we actually make very specific um, uh, requests or we assigned whatever we talk about in agenda item number four we actually give those a specific to a specific person with a specific time. So I want to walk through these five things with you and let you let you see why they're important to us. Uh, I mentioned that the first thing that we do is pray. Um, one of the things that we believe at Family Church and one of the things that I'm passionate about at Family Church is I, I want to hold lightly the things of God. Obviously, I'm a steward. I'm not an owner. And so because uh, these things are not mine to own, they're God's. Uh, I want to hold them lightly and because of the size and magnitude of the vision that we have here at Family Church and as ministry leaders and church leaders, it's imperative. I mean, if we have a God-sized vision, we, are, we already know that we can't accomplish these things in and of ourselves. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. Um, I do not consider myself necessarily a great leader in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but I, I do realize my own limitations. And one of the limitations that I have as a pastor is I'm not good at raising people from death to life. That's just something that I'm not really good at. So the whole act of what God does through the act of salvation, that's, that's all God. So there's no, really, there's no uh, need for me to act like I've got the corner of the market or that I could be, become cocky or arrogant about my own skill set with that. And because we want to see a multitude of people won to Christ here and discipled, uh, one of the things that we do at the beginning of all our meetings, we I just ask every single person in every meeting that I'm involved in, I say, hey, listen, before we get started, I did this a couple, three times today in meetings that I had. Hey, listen, before we get started, uh, none of this is ours. And the size of what we're trying to do is so, uh, so uh, expanse. I want to just ask all of you, just put your notebooks down, put your laptop down. I want everybody to just get, let's just get on our knees for a few minutes and let's talk to Jesus. And so what I want to do as a leader, I want to model for my teams and those that I lead that um, it's really not up to me. It's really not up to the power and the greatness or the skill set of the people in that room to come up with great ideas. We really want to call out to the Lord to say, um, Lord, that we're, not, we're not even capable of doing the things that we're going to be talking about today. And so, Lord, um, we want you to give us your wisdom. We want you to give us discernment. We want you to give us more laborers. We want you to give us um, the vision for what we're going to do. And then, Lord, we, if we're heading in the wrong direction on any of this, Lord, we just pray that you'd uh, correct us before we make mistakes. And because all of these things that we're doing um, require a lot of time, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of people, a lot of resources of our church and even finances. And so we really just want to seek God's will because we know at the end of the day, it's really not about making our name great. In fact, we want our names erased from the history books. We want to make Jesus's name great. And so the message that I want to send to all of the teams that I uh, lead is that ultimately on all of these things, we are solely 100% uh, dependent upon the Lord. And so I just want to establish that in all of my meetings. And then as a leader, I want to model uh, that as a leader that this is where I want to start. And so typically during that time, I will just remind my staff, hey, today we're not uh, praying for 
Aunt Fredna's ingrown toenail. We're not praying for someone whose puppy has run off. And we, we really focus on the lostness of South Florida in these prayer times. And we uh, pray that God would give us wisdom how to reach South Florida and make disciples. And then secondly, the Bible tells us in Luke 10, chapter uh, verse 2, chap chapter 10, verse 2, that uh, we should pray for laborers. And so one of the things that we do collectively uh, with all of our teams is we just pray, Lord, would you send laborers to help us uh, on this mission field? In fact, one of the things that uh, we've asked all of our staff and all of our churches to set an alarm on their phone to go off at 10.02 every day uh, to, so that we can pray Luke 10.2. And so prayers, prayers, very important to what we're doing. And so we begin all of our meetings with that. Second thing that we do, we uh, tell stories. There's a lot of things that God is doing. And sometimes as Christian leaders, we are not really good at celebrating. And so there's things that our staff are working on. There's things that are meaningful to them. So we want to, after we pray, we want to just... Um, allow people on our team with grateful hearts to be able to share the things that they're doing and that God's doing, God's activity, so that we can all celebrate uh, those success stories. And so in the meetings that we had today, we had all kinds, I wish you could have been in there, there's just all kinds of meetings and uh, things that God's doing that honestly, as a leader, I need to be encouraged with uh, personally. And so it's just really good to let our team hear those stories. Another reason it's important is in our churches, it's real easy for our ministries to become siloed. And sometimes the student ministry may not know what the simulation ministry and this campus may not understand what this campus is doing and the worship team may not understand. And so they're all able to share one another's victories and what God's doing. And we always want to do that, not just so that we can hear stories and kind of pat ourselves on the back, but uh, we all remember the parable of the nine of the ten lepers and Jesus heals all ten of them and then nine of them run off and only one comes back with a grateful heart. And so one of the things that we want to model for our staff as we're in our meeting time are these stories so that we can, with grateful hearts, uh, assign um, thanks to the Lord. So stories, stories are you know, really, really important for us. And it's something that we want to make sure that um, we do each, each time we get together. The third thing that we do is related to the action items uh, from the previous week. And so one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is last week we just met and we said these are the things that we want to meet about. These are the things that are really important. We just, we've gone through those. And in those meetings, I've assigned that to someone. I've given them a specific time with that assignment. And so when we come back, we look at our past agenda items so that there's accountability on our team. And so we start with those action items and we specifically ask, hey, where are we on the, the assignments that we made last week? So there's accountability with that because I think that's part of the missing teeth. That's where a lot of meetings do not have teeth and they do not have traction because it's almost like we had a meeting last week, but nobody ever checked on if the things that we did actually got done. So that's, that's something that's really important for us. And as we look at those things, it really, as a leader, it allows me to understand who are the people on my staff that I can give assignments to that when I give them something to do, that they're trustworthy and they're going to do what they've said that they're going to do. And as a leader, that's really important to me. The fourth thing that we do 
is we look um, at our calendar and we look at the things that are coming up at our church. Uh, obviously, we like to say here at Family Church that we have 52 big events uh, a year. And they're every Sunday morning, the worship services that we have at our church. So there's a lot of responsibilities. There's a lot of decisions that were made uh, last week. Uh, as a result, we had a lot of guests, a lot of follow-up. And then this upcoming week, we've got a lot of things that are planned, not only uh, for um, Sunday morning, but there are activities, events, retreats, different things that are going on. And as we look at those things, we talk those things out. We make sure that we're collectively uh, all on the same page. And as we're looking at those things, one of the things that I want to make sure as a leader is that I'm setting um, an environment of collaboration. And so this is where when we're bringing up all of these things, I want to value the contribution of the people that are on my team. And so I don't lead from a top-down, uh, almost dictative, uh, dictatorial uh, way of having these conversations. We're talking through these things, and I invite the, the all, all of the uh, people that are in the meetings with me to contribute, to add ideas, to help us sharpen. And one of the things that I've just found is that this is going to help me, number one, have a better event or a better whatever it is that we're doing because more people have spoken into it. People have greater accountability and ownership because they, they now are, are vested in whatever it is that we're all collectively uh, planning. And then thirdly, they, they actually care about the results of the event or whatever it is that we're planning because they, they have actually spoken into it and contributed. And so we try to do that as the, the fourth thing. And we want to just lay out all of the things that we're doing. And then the fifth thing that we try to do in all of our meetings, at least here at Family Church, is we, we don't want to just go through these things of, and say these are the things that are important. But I want to end my meetings with a specific person being assigned with a specific time to get this project done. And so we have 179 uh, staff members uh, that work here uh, at our church. And you can imagine the number of teams. We have uh, 10 campuses. We have a lot of uh, meetings, a lot of activity, a lot of things that are going on. And if in our meetings, if we're not actually getting traction and getting things moving forward, we kind of feel like we're just wasting people's time, which is something that we can't do. And so the last thing that we do when we start asking uh, this person to take responsibility by this time, there is, it, it's not nebulous anymore. There's, there's a very specific uh, action item. And so in a nutshell, those are the five things that we do. Those are the five things that we're kind of committed to as we're having meetings. And, and I would say that all of these things are fluid. I mean, if we were in a meeting and one week, you know, things are going on and we couldn't tell stories, you know, we're not necessarily like legalistically bound to these things, but they at least give us a framework for how we're trying to have our meetings. And this at least gives us a guide. And there are all types of wonderful meeting templates that are out there that are available. Uh, these are just five that we use at Family Church. I don't know necessarily that they will help you. They have helped us. And, uh, but if that's something that uh, Mike would help you, um, then I just want to offer that to you as, as a resource. And uh, we hope that uh, this time has been beneficial to you. Thank you so much for listening today. 
Well, this whole lesson came from a question, a simple question. And I think we need to be reminded as leaders that we don't know everything. We need to work on the art of listening and asking questions. We need to have a posture of learning and gleaning wisdom from others. And so I've tried to do this with this video series called One Piece of Advice. I love this series. It's simply, I simply ask a church leader, hey, what is something that God's taught you about ministry that you want to pass on to other people? What's a piece of advice that you want to share? And for this week's episode, we have Senior Pastor Raz down in Calvary Chapel, Miami, Florida, sharing about this principle, how good leaders are good learners. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hi, I've been asked to share some leadership principles with young pastors or whoever's watching this. So I thought I would go to the book of Acts chapter 6. I'm sure you know the scripture. It tells us here, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. From that verse, there's two things I want to share with you. Number one, it says, whom we can appoint over this business. And when I think about that, someone that can be appointed, a leadership principle is that to lead, you have to be able to follow. <laughs> To teach, you have to be able to learn. So here, there were going to be men. You remember Stephen is among them, Philip is among them. These men were able to be put in leadership because they were teachable. They were appointable. They could appoint them over something and they were going to follow their leadership. Uh, so a quality is that we learn to learn. And being in ministry for so many years, I'm still learning. Um, another thing I wanted to share is this from among you. Uh, what a good thing it is as a leader that you have a place that you belong. Uh, you have a family that God has appointed you to be part of. I'm thankful for the book of Acts. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ. And I'm very thankful for Calvary Chapel. Uh, there were some very good principles that I've learned in the ministry there that I want to be faithful to. The simplicity of Calvary Chapel, the humility of Calvary Chapel, uh, the whole idea that we're God guides, He provides. Um, not making people merchandise, uh, objects. Uh, I understand some places they think of people as uh, counting, giving units. And so leadership principle, learn from where God has raised you up in. Be loyal to Jesus and be faithful and loyal to that. And so people that can be appointed and from amongst you, that you have a family, that you have a pastor. Uh, in these days that we live in, we've seen so many mighty pastors fall and it's a heartache and a heartbreak. Maybe if they would have had a pastor, even as they are a pastor, someone that can speak into their lives, someone that could hold them accountable. And so I would share with you that a leadership principle is to have that person or those people that God will place in your life. I'm so thankful for the pastor that I still have and the 
group of pastors uh, that they can speak into my life. I hope this blesses you. It's been great being part of the ministry. I wouldn't change it for anything else in the world. And I think another principle of ministry is if you're called, be faithful to what you're called and get into the ministry because God is placing you there and he's calling you, not because we're seeking a platform or we think we're better than sliced bread or we've got something to offer. Uh, I like the idea that, man, I serve the Lord because he's called me and of myself, I have nothing to give but Jesus. Thank you for watching and listening. All the best to you. Well, as leaders, we not only plan meetings, but we want to get things done. And we plan many other things, things like events. And so on the next episode, I'm going to give you 10 principles to help you plan great events. Some practical things that I've learned over the years leading many different types of events, whether it be training, mission trips, service, worship nights, and I know it's going to help you just to sort of have this tools, these tools and these things to look at as you're planning your events. And so I'm really excited to share those with you next time when we get together. And man, I am blessed to be on this learning journey with you. I've been enjoying this. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak into your life. And so let's keep seeking Jesus together because remember all wisdom is found in him thank you so much for listening to this leadership lessons podcast you can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com if this podcast was a blessing to you i would love for you to share it with your friends on social media you can find us on social media at eeleaders you can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on itunes or google play my hope for you with this podcast is that it would encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.